Welcome back to Reading with Rebecca. I'm Rebecca. Today we're starting Chapter 2 of Mrs. Picklewiggle. If you missed Chapter 1, please go back and listen to it as we describe all about Mrs. Picklewiggle herself. Today we're going to meet Hubert. Chapter 2. The Won't-Pick-Up Toy Scare Hubert was a very lucky little boy whose grandfather always sent him wonderful toys for Christmas. Hubert's mother said that his grandfather sent him these marvelous presents because Hubert was such a dear little boy. His father said it was to make up for the awful name they had wished upon him. Hubert was named for his grandfather. His full name was Hubert Egbert Prentice. Hubert liked the presents his grandfather sent him, but who wouldn't? He had an electric train with track that went four times around his bedroom and into the closet and out again and seven stations and every signal there was and two buildings and a snow shed. He had a little builder set so large he could build regular office buildings, a great big wagon full of stone blocks made into shape so he could build big stone bridges for his electric train and stone buildings and even stone barracks for his 1,500 toy soldiers. Hubert also had a circus with every kind of wooden jointed animal and clowns and tightrope walkers and trapeze artists. He had a little typewriter a, and a real desk and a little radio and two automobiles. He had about a hundred or more airplanes and little cars. He had a fire engine with real sirens and lights and hook and ladders and so many books that he had two bookshelves in his room. Hubert liked all of his toys, and he was moderately generous about letting other children play with them, but he never put his things away. When his mother made his bed, she had to pick her way around and in and out and over the electric train and track. She had to take the circus performers off the bureau and the bedpost. She had to pick up the books that had been thrown face down on the floor, and she was continually gathering up the little builder set. It used to take her about three hours to do Hubert's room and about one hour to do the rest of her housework. She would send Hubert up to put his toys away, but all he ever did was stuff them under the bed or into the closet, and in the morning, when his mother cleaned his room, there they were for her to pick up. Mrs. Prentice was getting a little bored with this. One rainy Saturday, Hubert invited all his little friends to play up in his room. He had Dickie and Charlie and Billy and Tommy and Bobby. They got out every single toy that Hubert owned and played with them, and then, just before dinner, they all went home and left the mess. Hubert's mother didn't know a thing about it until the next morning when she went in to make Hubert's bed. Then she just stood in the doorway and looked. The electric train track went under the bed five times and under the bureau and under the chairs and around the desk and into the closet. All along the tracks were buildings and buildings of stone blocks and whole towns built from the little builder set. On the bed and under the bed and on the bureau were the circus tent, the animals, the clown, the tightrope walkers, and the trapeze artists. The floor was littered with books and automobiles and airplanes and painting sets and chemical sets and wood-burning sets and crayons and coloring books and the little typewriter and the printing set and teddy bears and balls and jacks and parcheesi games and jigsaw puzzles and soldiers, soldiers, soldiers. Perspiration broke out on Hubert Mother's forehead and she began to feel faint so she closed the door and slowly went downstairs. 
She took two aspirin tablets and then telephoned her friend, Mrs. Baggs. She said, Hello, Mrs. Baggs. This is Hubert's mother, and I am so disappointed in Hubert. He has such lovely toys. His grandfather sends them to him every Christmas, you know. But he does not take care of them at all. He just leaves them all over his room for me to pick up every morning. Mrs. Baggs said, Well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Prentice, but I can't help you because, you see, I think it is too late. Why, it's only 9.30, said Hubert's mother. Oh, I mean late in life, said Mrs. Baggs. You see, we started in Mintrude, picking up her toys when she was six months old. A place for everything and everything in its place, we have always told her, Mertrude. Now she is so neat that she becomes hysterical if she sees a crumb on the floor. Well, I certainly hope she never sees Hubert's room, said Mrs. Prentice dryly. She'd probably have a fit. And then she hung up the phone. Then she called Mrs. Moonhead. Good morning, Mrs. Moonhead, she said. Does Gregory pick up his toys? Well, no, he doesn't, said Mrs. Moonhead. But, you know, Gregory is rather delicate, and I feel that just playing with his toys tires him so much that I personally see that all of his little friends put his toys away before they go home. That's a splendid idea, said Hubert's mother, but I am trying to train Hubert, not his playmates. Well, of course Hubert is very strong and healthy, but Gregory is intelligent, said Mrs. Moonhead. Is he? said Mrs. Prentice crossly, because she resented this inference that her son was all brawn and no brain. Oh, dear, squealed Mrs. Moonhead. I think Gregory is running a temperature. I must go to him. She hung up the phone. Mrs. Prentice then called Mrs. Grapple. Hello, Marge, she said. How's Susan? Mrs. Grapple said. I've spanked her seven times since breakfast, and I just heard a crash, so she's probably getting ready for another. How's Hubert? Well, that's what I called about, said Mrs. Prentice. Can you suggest a way to make Hubert want to pick up his toys? His room looks like a toy store after an earthquake. Why don't you try to call Mrs. Pigglewiggle? I have heard she's perfectly wonderful. All the children in town will adore her, and she has a cure for everything. As soon as I spank Susan, I'm going to call her, Hubert's mother said. Thank you so much, Marge. Jed, that's just what I'll do. I had forgotten about Mrs. Pigglewiggle, but I just know that she can help me. So she called Mrs. Pigglewiggle and said, Mrs. Pigglewiggle, I hate to bother you, but you see, you seem to always know what to do about children. And I, I'll confess that I don't know what to do to make Hubert put away his toys. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, Hubert is that sweet little boy with the wonderful toys that his grandfather sends him, isn't he? Mrs. Prentice said, Why, yes, I didn't know that you knew him. Oh, yes, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. Hubert and I are old friends. In fact, he's building an automobile in the backyard out of some orange crates and empty tomato cans. Hubert is a very good carpenter. Hubert's mother thought about the two little automobiles with rubber tires, real horns, leather seats big enough for two boys, and lights that turn on with a switch that Hubert's grandfather had given him. And she wondered... Why in the world he would want to build an automobile out of orange crates and tomato cans? She said, however, So, that's where he and Dickie go every afternoon. I certainly hope he behaves himself. 
Oh, he does, says Mrs. Picklewiggle. We are very fond of Hubert, but the problem of his toys. Let me see. Mrs. Pigglewiggle was very quiet for some time. Then she said, I think the best thing for you to use is my old-fashioned won't-pick-up-toys cure. Starting now, don't pick up any of Hubert's toys. Don't make his bed. In fact, don't go into his room. When his room becomes so messy, he can't get out of it, call me. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said goodbye and hung up the phone. Hubert's mother, looking very relieved, went gaily about her housework, baked a chocolate cake for dinner, and did not say a word to Hubert when he came home with ten little boys, and they all trailed upstairs to play in Hubert's room. The next morning, when Hubert came downstairs for breakfast, his mother noticed that he had a little pan of watercolor paint stuck in his hair, and his shirt had purple ink from the printing set on one shoulder. She said nothing, but tripped upstairs after breakfast and quickly shut the door to his room. The next morning, Hubert's mother had a little trouble shutting the door of his room, and she noticed Hubert had circles under his eyes, as though he had not slept very well. The next morning, Hubert was very late coming downstairs. Before he opened the door, his mother heard a great clatter and scraping, as though he was moving furniture. He had little builder bolts stuck to his sweater and two paint pans in his hair. He was so sleepy, he could barely keep his eyes open, and he had a red mark on one cheek. His mother looked at it closely and saw that it was the shape and size of one of his stone blocks. He must have slept with his head on one of the bridges. On the seventh day after Hubert's mother stopped putting away his toys, he did not come down for breakfast at all. About eleven o'clock, his mother began to worry and called up Mrs. Pigglewiggle. She said, Good morning, Mrs. Pigglewiggle. This is the seventh day of the old-fashioned won't-pick-up-toys cure, and I'm worried. Hubert has not come downstairs all morning. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, Let me see. The seventh day, it usually takes ten days, but Hubert has so many toys, he would naturally be quicker. Quicker at what? asked Hubert's mother anxiously. Quicker at getting trapped in his room, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. You see, the reason Hubert hasn't come downstairs is he cannot get out of his room. Have you noticed anything different about him lately? Well, said Hubert's mother, it looks like as he hasn't been sleeping well, and on the fourth morning he had a red blotch on his cheek, just the shape of one of his stone blocks. Hmm, said Mrs. Pigglewiggle. He probably can't get into his bed and is sleeping with his head on the blocks for a pillow. But what will I do? asked Hubert's mother. How will I feed him? Wait until he calls for food, and then tell him to open the window, and you'll put a piece of rather dry bread and peanut butter on the garden rake. He will have to drink out of the water hose. Tie it to the rake and poke it up at him. When Hubert's mother hung up the telephone, she heard a muffled shouting from the direction of Hubert's room. She hurried upstairs and listened outside the door. Hubert was shouting, Mother, I'm hungry! His mother said, Go over to and open the window, dear. I will send something to you up on the rake. Mrs. Prentice took a crusty piece of very old loaf of bread, spread some peanut butter on it, and took it around to the side of the house. Pretty soon, Hubert's window was raised about a foot, and a hand and arm appeared. His mother stuck the bread on one of the tines of the rake and poked it at the window. The hand groped around for a while and then found the bread and jerked it off. The window banged shut. That night, when Hubert's father came home, his mother told him all about Mrs. Pigglewiggle's treatment. Hubert's father said, Mrs. Pigglewiggle sounds all right, 
but none of this wouldn't have happened if Hubert's grandfather hadn't given him so many toys. When I was a boy, all I needed to have a good time was a little piece of string and a stick. Why, I, Mrs. Prentice said, not the old string and stick routine again, John. Anyway, now that Hubert has his toys, the picture has changed. Mr. Prentice hid his face behind the evening paper and said, Something smells delicious. Is it Irish stew, I hope? Yes, dear, said Hubert's mother, worrying about how she was going to serve Irish stew to Hubert on a rake. She finally put a potato on one prong, a carrot on another, and an onion on another, and a piece of meat on the last three. The window was open only about three inches, but the hand grabbed the food. After dinner, Hubert's father tied the hose in the rake and held it up while Hubert put his mouth to the window opening and tried to get a drink of water. It was not very successful, but he managed to get a few drops. Mrs. Prentice was worried. The next morning, she knocked on Hubert's door and said, Hubert, what are you doing in there? Hubert said, I got a bear pen made out of my bureau drawers and the bed's the mother's bear's house and my train runs under my bed 13 times now. Hubert, dear, don't you think you should try and come out soon? Asked his mother. Hubert said, I don't want to come out. I like it in here. All my toys are out and I can play with them any old time I want. This is fun. <sighs> his mother went downstairs and called Mrs. Pigglewiggle. Mrs. Pigglewiggle said, Oh, but he'll want to come out. Wait and see. That afternoon, about two o'clock, there was music on the street and children's voices laughing and calling. And pretty soon, right past Hubert's house, marched Mrs. Pigglewiggle and all the children, and right behind them came the circus parade. Hubert managed, by putting one foot on the bureau drawer and the other on a freight car of his train, to get up to the window and look out. He waved to Mrs. Pigglewiggle, and she called, Hurry, hurry, Hubert! We're going to march all over town, and then we are going to the circus. Hubert turned around with the idea of getting to the door and joining the fun, but the freight car went scooting under the bed, and the bureau drawer tipped over and hit him smartly on the shins. Hubert began to cry and tried to kick his way to the door, but everything he kicked seemed to hit back. He kicked a building, and a big block fell on his toe. He kicked a, at the little builder's office building, and it fell over and clouded him on the back of the head. He kicked a book, and it hit a lamp, which fell and knocked a heavy wooden elephant off the bedpost onto Hubert's shoulder. He could hear the music of the circus parade growing fainter and fainter, so he bawled louder and louder. Then he heard a tapping at his window. He crawled over and reached out. It was a rake with a note on it. He took the note and opened it. It said, the only way you can get out of this trap is to put everything where it belongs. If you hurry, we'll wait for you. Your friend, Mrs. Pigglewiggle. Hubert began, to, began by finding the little builder box. He took down an office building and put each piece in its right place. Then he put away the stone blocks and the train tracks, the circus, the soldiers, the paints, the chemical set, the printing press, the books, the fire engines, the automobiles. He played little games pretending he was racing someone to see who can find the more parts of the game the quickest. He had to take off the bedclothes and shake them in order to find the soldiers and the circus. And he thought, well, as long as the bedclothes were off anyway, he might as well make the bed. It was so lumpy when he finished, he thought he had left some airplanes in it, and he took the covers off again and shook them. He made the bed again, and this time it was neat and smooth. 
Hubert was proud. He was under the desk finding the last piece of the little builder when he heard the music again. He put the piece in the box and put the box in the closet and tore down the stairs and out the front door. Then they came, Mrs. Pigglewiggle, all the children, and the circus! Hubert ran out to meet them and nobody said anything about the pan of orange paint stuck in his hair or the word exopung printed on his cheek in purple ink. Anyway, they went down the street. Hubert carried the flag and yelled the loudest. That is the end of chapter two of Mrs. Pigglewiggle. Join us next time as we read chapter three, The Answer Backer Cure. See you soon.